Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. All right, the Warriors take control of this best-of-seven series. They beat the Clippers 113-105 in Game 4. They now lead L.A. three games to one with a chance to close it out Wednesday here at Oracle Arena. Clay Thompson, brilliant in the first half. Kevin Durant, brilliant in the second half. And the Warriors defensively solid again, holding the Clippers to 42 shooting, doing a nice job on Gallinari and keeping Lou Williams under control, too. And it was just a real good, solid win for the Warriors tonight, Guru. And and it's about that time we're starting to sniff the the Warriors Rockets series. Yeah, and you mentioned KD and Clay, rightfully so. But the Warriors team is so diversified that I'm looking at Iguodala and Looney. They they contributed big time too, Stiney. They had the biggest plus minus, and they came off the bench. And Clay Thompson started off hot, scorching, and then KD. I kind of say he closed it from an offensive standpoint. And Draymond Green did what he did. Andrew Bogut fouled out. You don't like to see that, but 21 minutes and all in all, Stiney, they got a commanding three one lead, and they can close this baby out Wednesday night here at Oracle. 888-957-9570 is the number. This is the Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Realtor.com, your home for home search. You want to talk about this one? Uh, we can. Clay, terrific in the first half again. Durant, very, very good in the second half. Uh, Steph Curry struggled. He was in foul trouble again. Shot just 3 for 14 from the floor. Uh, but the Warriors show that one bad performance by a player won't derail him. And that's because they've got so much talent on this team that they're capable of picking each other up. That's what happened uh, today. And they didn't need Steph Curry uh, to put on one of his shows. For the Clippers tonight, I should say this afternoon, rookie Shea Gal- uh, Gildress Alexander, very good tonight. Yeah. Uh, 25 points. He got him off to a good start. But just just not enough help right now for the Clippers. And I think I think they're going to be a team, obviously, uh, looking for a looking for a superstar in the off season to sign in free agency. Yeah, the, the list is about good four or five tiny guys that could change uh, the complexion of uh, what the Clippers are going to do as an organization. But Gallinari, Steiny, all season long, I've been in awe of how he's played. But the Warriors are so fast; they can switch. I just think. You know, the defenders are, you know, foot speed. They're faster than Gallinari, and that had a role in his 5-for-20 tonight. You know, he wasn't that great, but let's just put the right on the table. We talked about the game to collapse at home, and the whole world was talking about Lou Williams. And tonight, Steiny, 2-10. You know, he had 12 points, but he was a minus 18. And I'm not saying he played bad, but he's going up against some rough riders in this Warrior defense, and it's why they're back-to-back champions and if he doesn't go, you kind of look around like, where are they going to get the scoring from? 888-957-9570 is the number. 
The Chilton Auto Body text line is 95795. Warriors take a 3-1 lead over the L.A. Clippers in this first-round series, and it looks like they're on a collision course to play the Houston Rockets, who are up 3-0 against the Utah Jazz. And if the Rockets and the Bucks both close tomorrow, uh, tip time for the Warriors Clippers on Wednesday will likely get bumped to 6 o'clock local. Mm. Uh, but if either of those series uh, are still going on, then it's likely to be a 7.30 start. Uh, that's from Anthony Slater of The Athletic. So don't hold him to that, but that's the uh, conventional wisdom uh, at this part, at this point in terms of when the Warriors would play on Wednesday. Of course, Game 5 Wednesday and we'll see if the Golden State Warriors can close it out. Uh, Andrew Bogut again tonight. Uh, he fouled out, but before he did so, 21 minutes, 8 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. And, you know, when I look at Andrew Bogut as having fouled out, I actually don't look at that as a bad thing for Bogut because that tells me he's he's active, he's not letting easy buckets uh, go, and I just I don't mind when he gets in foul trouble because he usually takes smart fouls. Uh, they usually take buckets away when he does that. And, you know, Andrew Bogut still um, is showing he's got something left in the tank. Yeah, Steiny, he does. And four or seven from the field. And I've noticed they got like a little play that, you know, once he gets it deep down in there, Steiny, you might as well count that bucket. That little turnaround turn left, little hook shot, can I call it that? It's it's money. And it's like it's the last uh, option for the offense, if, if things aren't going to good, get it to the big fella, and he'll deliver. And, again, you talked about it earlier on Warriors Live that, you, well, J.D. did, 25 to 30 minutes. Might be a tad bit too high, but 21 solid minutes tonight, Steiny. And between him and Looney, the, you know, the Rockets or whoever they play in the next round and the rounds after, they got their hands full. 888-957-9570 is the number. This is Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Realtor.com. Your home for home search. You can also reach us on the Chilton Auto Body text line at 95795. And the Golden State Warriors once again take a three games to one lead over the L.A. Clippers. Uh, the Warriors played a solid game again tonight. And really, if you look at, look at it, they've played four games. They've played uh, 24 minutes that were questionable. But other than that... They've been playing pretty well this series. Another first quarter in which they got off to a 10-point lead. They've led after every first quarter uh, in this series, which is uh, more good news. And uh, let's uh, let's go back down to Staples Center and take a listen to Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. Uh, the ball was just finding me. I didn't do anything special. I was just getting open and um, knocking down shots, playing in a good rhythm. So you see a few go in, and then all you need is a little space. But uh, give credit to my teammates. I got a lot of a lot of good shots off uh, offensive rebounds and all shots within the offense. So it's not like I was doing anything. Just more volume, but nothing I don't do usually. Just try to get open and shoot that shot. This is that early start game in L.A. How locked in were you guys trying to just be ready for this early on? Oh, we, um, well, we have our eyes on the, you know, other teams playing, and we see an um, – Houston being up 3-0, chance to close it out. We didn't want to extend this series any longer because we know how grueling the playoffs can be. We already let one slip away, so tonight we came in with that mindset to, you know, put our, you know, foot on the throttle and not let go because we let go in game two. And 
we won't do that again the rest of the playoffs. I really believe that. Uh, TBJF Hoops and Brews. Clay, um, when you're in those situations where you get hot in the first half, um, I believe you had 25 in the first half, uh, what's your mentality going into the second half? Is it more so to continue to play within the flow or is it to kind of just be a little bit more aggressive? Yeah, that's definitely the the former. Just play within the flow. I'm not good when I'm forcing forcing shots up. That's not my game. I got to work off my teammates. I got to play within the offense that Steve has, you know, laid out, which has been great for us, I mean, since he's been here. And, um, yeah, when I play within that flow, that's when I have huge nights, not just trying to go out there and hunt for great shots but not settle for, you know, contested looks just because I've made a lot of shots in the first half. But to be patient and and we're on the defense, let my other teammates get involved as well. Clay, I assume you're referring to to Houston going up 3-0, right? Was that part of the decision to just move practice early yesterday? Was that It's not often you see an NBA team wanting to practice at, like, 9 a.m. on a Saturday. I don't think so. I actually believe we had the 9 a.m. start time to get us ready for the day. I'm not a morning person, so uh, it was a struggle to get up and practice that early. felt like I was back at Santa Margarita. But um, <laughs> it was fun, man. Anytime I'm playing Staples, I really enjoy it, and especially I was so lucky as a kid to come here and watch playoff games, now be the part of it. Uh, it's a real joy for, joy for me. All righty, that's Clay Thompson talking about the Warriors' 113-105 win against the L.A. Clippers. Clay with 32 points. He was 12 for 20 from the field, 6 for 9 from three-point range. Uh, he carried the Warriors in the first half, then turned it over to Kevin Durant in the second half, uh, and the Warriors win this one 113-105. to They're now one win away from closing this series out, and that game will be... Wednesday at Oracle Arena, either at 6 o'clock or 7.30. If you want to just, uh, speaking of Clay Thompson, look at the totality and the definition of success under Steve Kerr with the Splash Brothers. Tonight, Clay Thompson uh, hit a milestone, 2010 career postseason points. Steph Curry is the only one with 2,000 points in the playoffs in the story franchise. Bastani, that's a whole hell of a lot of winning and points. And I guess we can call them the 2K brothers because that's a big deal. Only two in franchise history to get 2,000 in the offs. Yeah. Well, you got to remember the Warriors didn't go to the playoffs for a long, long, long time. That might have something to do with uh, it now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure they're up there in games played too. Uh, Let's Speaking of Steph, uh, he struggled tonight from the field, just three for 14. Uh, 12 points, but he still managed 10 rebounds and 7 assists and 3 steals. So let's take a listen to Steph Curry. Considering what we've been doing the last two games, played great defense. Uh, I turned the ball over, just got to keep good shots in every possession. Just play hard. Our intensity was, was pretty solid tonight. Uh, you know, obviously, we expect them to go on a run, but it's being a must win for them at home, and they did that. Third quarter, they played well. Close out the quarter strong, got a, got a lead back. Clay and Katie were amazing all night offensively. As a team, you know, we were locked in defensively on principles. You know, make or miss, they're obviously really talented. You can't get you know, up and down like that affects your, your, your energy and they make tough shots. And that's what he did all night. I saw in your shoes it said no reach. Did that work out for you tonight? 
It actually did. I didn't, besides the third foul, I didn't really put myself in bad positions. And in the whole second half, I uh, was able to be aggressive on the ball, play position defense, and not foul, and not uh, get out of my rotation. So, continue to focus on it. Good call, bad call, not put myself in bad positions. Yeah, Livas, you know, Draymond, uh, Bogut, Katie, uh, and that's on me and Clay to, you know, rebound the, the perimeter. And, you know, we know Montrez is really good at trying to get extra possessions for him. Um, even Jermichael Green at times, and Pat Beverly crashes every every possession, so we just focus on that. And, and uh, you know, we get in transition. That helps us a lot because they play a certain style of defense and tries to slow us down a little bit. All righty, that's Steph Curry talking about tonight's ball game and uh, how he helped out with 10 rebounds, not to mention seven assists for Steph Curry. Uh, not one of his better games, but... Like great players, uh, Guru, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. He found a way to get 3 steals. So all in all, while his shot didn't go down, he's still trying to find ways to to help his team win. Yeah, and he did that. Uh, 3 of 14, not exactly how you draw it up coming out. 1 of 9 from deep was Steiny. He didn't get scared. He kept shooting. But what I want to talk about is kind of a common theme uh, in this series of Steph Curry and the, and the fouls. You know, looking forward to the next round or whoever they play, would you go at Steph Curry or do you think he's getting a raw deal in regard to some of the ticky-tack fouls that some have said he's, you know, some have been laid on him during this series? Because if I'm the Rockets, I'm trying to go at him. If that, if we can't stop him, get him off the floor is the next best thing. Well, that's what the Rockets did last year. They went at Steph Curry and tried to at least tire him out uh, on that end of the floor to maybe make him less effective on the offensive end of the floor. Just by listening to Steph Curry tonight after that game, it didn't feel like he was uh, upset with the officiating at all. Uh, it sounded like he, he knew he'd committed two fouls and, and got himself into uh, early foul trouble, which took him off the court earlier than he wanted. Uh, but, you know, if you write on their shoes, no reach, something tells me that that means you know you've been mm. reaching. So, um, again, I don't necessarily think uh, – I don't necessarily think Curry thought the game tonight was was poorly officiated, um, but uh, he didn't shoot the ball well. But it didn't really matter. It didn't really matter because the Warriors win one thirteen one oh five. Yeah, and unlike the first three games of the series, the Clippers came out. You could tell it almost was like they were getting eliminated tonight. Had they lost, Stoney, they looked like they had it in regard to desperation. But it didn't equate into points. And another first quarter, they're down ten. But then the Warriors up nine at half by the nine-minute mark, up eight at half by the nine-minute mark of the third. They're down five. Did you once think to yourself, this one might get away from the Warriors? Clippers got hot from three, five of five. But the Warriors, I, I felt like they'll remind uh, the Clippers who they are and, and, and what the Warriors do and what they're trying to accomplish. And it's a three-peat. We'll run you down, and the Warriors did. Yeah, and no, I never really thought that the Warriors were in any trouble tonight. Um, that that run to me is expected, especially on on your home floor if you're the L.A. Clippers. So I, I never thought the Warriors were in danger tonight. Um, 
and I thought the Clippers played pretty well, uh, by and large. Uh, all right, Andrew Bogut uh, is the Warriors' starting center these days. He finished with eight points, ten rebounds, and four assists. Let's take a listen to Andrew Bogut after this one. I was good. Um, obviously, we started the game the way we were supposed to. We knew that they, they were going to lie down. This is a team that's going to generally lie down, and they, they battled back, and they took the lead, and, and um we had a really good finish in the third quarter and a really good start of the fourth quarter and, and kind of the rest is history. So it was um, it was a good four game. What that third quarter How the Clippers have been resilient this whole kind of playoffs series with you guys? How, how did that kind of manifest? They just battle, you know. They're, you're never going to know. Even though they're down 30, as we saw a couple of games ago, they keep they playing. Uh, Beverly's a prime example of just continuing to play and, and do what he does. And, um, they made some shots. They got a, a bit of a run. Shamit hit two threes in a row, and they they kind of got that that they cut that lead to two or three, and then they hit, hit another three, and, and then we're up, you know, going into the, into the fourth quarter. So um, it's good for us. Like this series is very, it's been very good for us. Um, hopefully, we, we progress. But they've, they've pushed us and they've shown us different looks and, and different things that we can work on going into hopefully a deep playoff run. You guys had a huge rebounding. Um, yeah, we know, you know they're active on the boards for the most part, but they, they weren't really small. They started the game very, very small with um, Green at the five, so we knew we had a rebounding advantage, especially for me, to get some easy offensive rebounds. Um, and we did a pretty good job for the most, most of the night. The Warriors with a 49-33 rebounding advantage against the Clippers, and where that really manifested itself was in shots taken. The Warriors took 89 shots tonight compared with the Clippers who took 80, and that's the battle the Warriors say they want to win every night. They always want to have more attempts than their opponent, and they feel like when they do that, chances are they're going to win the game. And not coincidentally, second-chance points, Warriors 19, Clippers 8, and look at the mm. difference in the ball game. You could make a case that that had a lot to do with it. Yeah, backbreaker, Stani, and also too. I'm looking at Lou Williams again. Only ten field goal attempts, Stani, and you know that that's their guy. If they're going to win, you need him to get hot. But damn, he can only muster up ten. So what that tells me is what I saw. The that the, the Warriors just a team defense, but also two Iguodala suffocating, and it's hard to get a good shot off against a good de- defense. Better yet, defender. Yeah, the Warriors are defending, that's for sure. They've defended this whole series. Uh, 85 points in the second game of Game 2 would be the exception. Uh, Other than that, the Warriors have been uh, very good at that end of the floor. And with the exception of of Williams and Harrell, a couple couple stretches of a couple games, I think the Warriors have done a real nice job of of limiting uh, the Clippers. And when the Warriors come out and defend – they're very, very difficult to beat, that's for sure. Andre Iguodala tonight, 10 points in just 26 minutes. And you mentioned him, Guru. He, he looks like – and we, we had heard uh, Steve Kerr talk yesterday about uh, he believes that he Andre Iguodala could play uh, well after next year, which is when the end of his contract is. Uh, but he looks to be playoff ready, that's for sure. And if you look at his body – you could tell whatever he's putting in it or how he takes care of it or who works with him in that regard. It's working. And, Stanley, I got to tell you, I don't, I don't think Steve Kerr was just talking. If Andre, you know, puts his mind to it, I mean, he doesn't look, you know, as old as he is in regard to NBA years. And, dude, I mean, I think moving forward, 
once they close out the Clippers and it's the Rockets, wouldn't you put him on James Harden? I mean, that's a compliment in itself is what I'm saying to you. Are you going to start him? No, he would come off the bench. Um, that's still up in the air, Stiney. Well, he'll get, Hampton's five, man. I mean, he'll get his share, no doubt. Clay Thompson will get his share. It, w- it will be interesting to see whether if at any time in that series uh, Steve Kirk does go to starting Andre Iguodala instead of Bogut. Um, remember, Cousins, the last time the Warriors played Houston, actually had a real good ball game, and the Warriors won't be with that. Won't be with Demarcus Cousins, obviously, uh, for the rest of this playoffs. Excuse me, for the rest of the playoffs, most likely. Uh, Draymond Green tonight, ten points, six rebounds. I'm sorry, ten points, nine rebounds, and uh, five assists. And again, uh, to me, the thing that's most important when it comes to Draymond is. Just one turnover. So that makes 19 assists and just one turnover uh, in the last two games, Guru. Yeah, and it feels like he has. It doesn't feel like I'm watching it. He just has an extra gear. <laughs> and now I'm going to the to, to the panels. The LBS is tiny. I mean, he looks fast. He looks like he could go 15 rounds if it was a prize fight. And he's looking for the action. You know, he probably paced himself during the regular season. Probably times he didn't have that extra gear. But he has it now. And when he has that, stripping the ball out of the guys that are right up under the goal, he did it to Gallinari a few times. He's a problem and just a pleasure to watch. 888-957-9570. If you want to jump in and talk about game four, uh, Warriors 113 and the Clippers 105. Golden State now up 3-1 in this series. And I I did think it was interesting. The one thing that Clay Thompson did address uh, in the post game was they see what's going on with Houston, and they don't really want to give them kind of a head start into the second round where they have a bunch of days off and the Warriors don't. And so you really did get the sense tonight, Goo, that that the Warriors wanted to win tonight, and now they want to close out Wednesday. And then we push our chips into the middle for Sunday's game one, assuming everything continues to go to plan. Yeah, I'm calling it the thriller in Manila. And the reason I say that, Stani, is it's a prize fight. This is what we've been looking for, and some can make the argument once the Rockets and Warriors meet up, it is the NBA Finals. But we always hear about respect your opponent. I appreciate Clay Thompson talking about what the Rockets are doing because that's got to be a natural thought to have. Like, hey, if we don't handle business, and, you know, they may get four or five extra days to to rest up for us. You know, that would be uh, an advantage. I'll use a tennis uh, lingo for you. So I liked it. Clay came out and said that. And the Warriors get to win. Handle business Wednesday. Bam. We may see next weekend the showdown start. 888-957-9570 is the number. This is Warriors Wrap-Up. Presented by Realtor.com, your home for home search. Warriors 113, Clippers 105. Warriors now on the brink of advancing to the second round. They need a win Wednesday to do so. That game is at Oracle Arena. That start time will be either 6 or 7.30, so pay attention. That will depend on some of the other playoff games around the NBA, but Wednesday night will be Game 5. All right, when we come back, we'll head down to L.A., Talk to John Dickinson. You're listening to the Warriors Wrap-Up Show presented by Realtor.com, your home for home search.
Warriors Wrap-Up continues on 95.7 The Game. Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search, and the Golden State Warriors take a 3-1 lead over the L.A. Clippers. They can put this thing away Wednesday at Oracle Arena. 888-957-9570 is the number you want to talk about this. Let's go to Vic in San Bruno. What's going on, Vic? How you doing, man? Thanks for calling. Hey, thanks for having me on. So, um, tonight was refreshing. Nice to see a close, tight game from both sides, from both teams. And I think that tonight was, you know, I've been a diehard Warriors fan for many years. And when KD first came and there was rumors that he was going to join the team, I was kind of on the fence. Like, we really don't need him. You know, we have a really good thing going here. And... Of course, the two titles after he came was great. And I just feel that these are the type of games, these are the type of series that we need in order to convince him that he's going to make a difference. Because what I feel right now is KD feels that he's not getting the love from the other people, from the other fans, on other teams. He's been critiqued a lot. Mm -hmm. But if we get a tight series like this, or, I mean, this series is, is pretty much done, but... We need Houston to take us to seven, or we, we need a Western Conference final, uh, either, whether it be Houston or another team, or even NBA finals, take us to game seven, and Kevin Durant makes a difference. That's going to be the, the, the edge that we need in order for KD to stay. Otherwise, he's going to feel like, hey, I'm, what I'm doing here is not appreciated or it's not recognized. And I feel that this is the type of game, this is the type of – Oh, we lost you. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Basically, you're saying that that Durant almost needs to put his imprint on this postseason so that, uh, I guess, to prove that that this team needs him and that he's important to this team. Um, I'd say he's pretty much done that already. No doubt. Now that he's a two-time finals MVP. um, But I will agree that a night like tonight, he goes 12 for 21, uh, scores a lot of points just effortlessly. Four-point plays, Diney. Scores a lot of points when you don't even have to call a play for him. So he he's invaluable in games like this. All right, let's head down to uh, Staples Center and talk to our main man, J.D. J.D., you there? What's up? What's up, guys? How are you? Hey, how's it going? Uh, well, just uh, initial thoughts uh, from this one. Well, I think the Warriors, you know, it was the Clay Thompson show and the Kevin Durant show. Really, Clay early and then Kevin Durant down the stretch. And I think, you know, as this game went on, the Clippers had opportunities uh, to win it, but it just, the Warriors were able to get big stops when they needed them. I felt in transition. There were, and Doc Rivers pointed this out, you know, they're four on one, a three on one, a two on one that the Clippers came away with no points on three different instances. And I think the Warriors being able to survive that uh, and then go down on the other end and score, you know, the, the Durant four-point play was huge uh, that, that you know, pushed the Warriors' lead, doubled it uh, as the Clippers were making a run there late in the second quarter, pushed it from four right back up to eight. Uh, so I thought that was big. And, and, and just the, the consistent defense, you know, for the most part, the Warriors played at a very high level both on Thursday night and this afternoon defensively. 
And uh, I, I think they made it hard on the Clippers to to score. And and the Clippers were a little bit better, I think, overall defensively in this game. But it didn't matter because the Warriors continued to play at a, at a very high clip of their own. JD, it's almost criminal the uh, the richness that the Warriors have in regard to their offensive repertoire. I mean. Here's Curry not having a great game, and you watch Durant get hot. You watch uh, Clay start it off. But what did you see from Looney and Iguodala? Because I was telling Stani they were both plus 13, and they just mean so much, and it kind of gets lost when you got, you know, showcases like uh, Durant and Clay Thompson. Yeah, and look, I, I mean, Looney is in the rotation, Iguodala's in the rotation. You know, Livingston and McKinney are in the rotation. I, I think you saw Steve Kerr going for the end to this series, basically, today, with, you know, shortening the rotation. Uh, you know, no Quinn Cook. Uh, you know, it, it, it took, what, three, four games for Quinn Cook to play himself out uh, of the rotation, which I think is something that we figured was probably going to happen at, at some point in this series. But, no, it's, you know, Alfonso McKinney's been, a, I think, a, a nice little—he's made some plays for this team. A nice, uh, you know, little player at times. So I, I, you know, you look at it, and and it was those contributions from the role players that have been huge uh, in, in this series, and they were huge in the game today. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero is the number. You're listening to Warriors wrap up as the Warriors take a three-one lead over the L.A. Clippers. They beat them today, one thirteen, one oh five. At Staples Center, this is presented by Realtor.com, your home for home search. Let's go to Blair. Blair is in Maine. Hey, Blair, what's going on? You know, the the Clippers gave you guys, like, the toughest. I thought they gave you guys the toughest in, like, the end of the third. They had an 82 to, I forget the score, but it doesn't matter. The Clippers played a heck of a game, hell of a game. They were awesome at one point, and then they gave the game away to the Golden State Warriors, where the Warriors are a fantastic team, a great team where I love watching, you know, I love watching a player like Curry, Clay Thompson. I know him because I lived in California all my life, where I lived in Rancho Santa Margarita, where he came from Rancho Santa Margarita Catholic High School, where Clay Thompson, he's an excellent player, where you look at his background, where what he does. He goes and does his awesome stuff back where he went to high school. Hey, Blair, you know what? He mentioned that high school in the postgame today, Santa Margarita, because he had to get up early to go to practice yesterday. He didn't like that. Clay also mentioned Stein, he broke, uh, fell as he broke out of his slump by uh, jumping in the ocean. Hey, uh, Looks J- like it worked. J.D., uh, did, did, we, did we see uh, – Draymond Green with with some kind of splint on his hand. Did you notice that at all? You know, I actually didn't see Draymond post game because I was making my way back and forth uh, between the press conferences and also trying to grab Stephen Curry, who didn't come into the press conference room. Uh, so it was Durant in there. It was pretty chaotic uh, downstairs. So I actually did not see that. Uh, yeah, but, I, I, I mean, didn't. I didn't see it either. Uh, some it was mentioned by. Uh, I think Nash said he thought he saw something on TV. Was uh, wondering if you had seen it, but no, I hadn't seen it either. Let's go to uh, let's go to Fillmore, Mike. What's going on, Fillmore, Mike? How you doing? Man, great game, great game, guys. Happy Easter. Same to you. Yes, sir. I was uh, I was I was impressed by uh, 
Iguodala in his game tonight, and then also his defense on um, Lou Williams. I'm pretty sure because Iguodala seems like the type of player that even though he's on your team, he probably, like, when he plays you in practice, he has, like, a mental Rolodex of how you play. And I really think his time, that you know, they played together in uh, Philadelphia for yeah. a couple of years. So, like, I think those times, that time in Philadelphia helped him out, and he's really figured out uh, Lou Williams. You guys have a great show. Thanks, Fillmore, Mike. Appreciate it. Yeah, Iguodala's a smart defender. There's, there's no doubt about that. It looked like he was given uh, Lou Williams maybe a little more space out on the floor and, and, and trying to have Lou Williams kind of dribble into him uh, rather than him playing him so tight on the perimeter where, where uh, Williams went around him. But, I mean, you can – I mean, he's right. Andre Iguodala is a great defensive player, and, and eventually he's going to – you know he's gonna figure you out exactly, <laughs> or at least, or at least not let you get over on him game after game after game. All right, let's uh, let's take a listen to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Damn, decade ago it was a long time ago, man. And I walked in this building to play my first playoff series against a one seed. I think uh, we were a seed that year, and um, Throughout the series, it was a rough one for me individually. You know, we took them to six. You know, they were champions, but it was a uh, it was revealing. You know, you just learn how to play. You learn what focus and preparation is at this level, especially in playoffs. Um, playing a team over and over again, so that work going into the summer was different. So I'm sure it's going to be the same for these young guys. Farbo does the Shari Eclipse Nation. Uh, piggybacking off that last question, can you talk about what you saw from the Clippers' young guys today? Well, um, I seen um, Shay come out and. Um, <clears throat> wanted to uh, impose his will on the game early. You know, uh, 25 points, he got him going to start the uh, game. He had 14 in the first quarter, I think. And uh, knocking down the three, getting to the rim, putting pressure on our defense. I mean, he played with no fear tonight, and that's, that's what kept him in the game most of the game. KD, with a 3-1 advantage, how is your team intensified and going back home knowing that you can close it out? Uh, well, we got a couple days in between, so um, um, guys are just focusing on this off day and mentally and physically, just kind of um, getting their minds and bodies right for game five. And, you know, we come out there relaxed and prepared and focused to, you know, play 48 minutes of solid basketball. I think that's just been our mindset. Uh, KD, uh, TPJ of Hoops and Brews. Uh, today you had six assists and you had three straight assists, I believe it was, to Clay Thompson. Uh, can you talk just about your playmaking tonight and how you were on the floor? Yeah, I mean, uh, Coach called my, my number in the fourth to handle the ball, and um, that don't mean just score. You know, if I see an opportunity to get a bucket, you know, I try to take advantage, but Clay had it going. He had a mismatch, you know. And especially when the ball in my hands a lot, I know where to come around. So, you know, just try to get everybody else going and, you know, get our get our energy going from just touching the basketball. I think that's that provides energy when everybody touches the ball, and then we got some stops on the other end. Kevin, uh, you guys were up ten at the end of the first quarter. Clips make a run there at the end, and then right before the half, you hit that four point play. Just how big important was that to double that lead from four to eight going into the to the break? I mean, <clears throat> any shots you can make going into the halftime, whether it's a layup or. Four point play, I think that's good momentum. You know, basketball is all about momentum and flow. And, um, you know, they had it after cutting the lead. And, you know, they'd have been up four going into 
the half, and then they came out the third quarter with a, even a bigger punch. So, you know, even though it was just four points, you know, it was, it was good at that time for us to get a little bit more separation, knowing that they had some momentum going into the half. Jared Davis, L.A. Sentinel. Katie, when the Clippers took the lead, the five-point lead, what kind of adjustments did you guys make to really capture that momentum? Well, you just got to... You just got to correct that, um, the uh, defense elapses, you know, because when we locked in on defense, we're making guys shoot over us, and you know, we're a pretty tough team. So in that stretch, they were getting some wide-open threes, but we were also turning the ball over as well. So it's hard for us to set our defense up when we turn the rock over or we're shooting bad shots. And I think we had a two-, three-minute spurt of that, you know, and this team just looking for a crack in the opening for us to, you know, kind of relax and lay down just like game two. And, um uh, you know, but they don't that they don't stop, man. They they one of those teams that's just gonna make you feel them all game, and even when you go home after the game, you're gonna be thinking about them because they tough. Last two or three, whatever. And KD Chris with the fantasy sports gave um, today. Doc started Jamichael Green on you today, and obviously before he had Pat Beverly in games before. Does your mentality, your game change, or your approach change um, when you start the game? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, Jamichael Green is definitely is obviously taller, so. Um, where I initiate and where I operate from the floor has to change. And, you know, I can mix in, you know, playing the same way I played the previous game just a little, but, you know, to keep the defense off balance, you know, to not be predictable out there, you know, I got to use the full body of my offensive talents. And, you know, whether it's coming off screens, picking rolls, being a facilitator, scoring the post, uh, I just got to be ready to dive deep in the back. Money pool, NBC Sports Bay Area. Kevin, what was the key for your defense? You guys closed the game. I think you held them to two field goals over the last eight minutes. In your mind, what was the key to getting that done? Well, when, you, when we focus in and keep the ball in front, you know, make them shoot tough shots over us, and we, um, we're in solid shape. I think we did a good job of the Lou Williams pick and roll, forcing them to his, his uh, right side and, you know, making them shoot the pull-up jump shot instead of getting to the paint and drawing guys and him and Montrez having a nice two-man game. I think we kind of eliminate, eliminated that a little bit with our pick and roll coverage. You know, and guys are helping out on the backside as well. So, you know, that's the game. That's the game for us. You know, these guys are, you know, can uh, bust out and score a lot of points, especially with the shooters and the penetrators they have. So we just try to uh, make them see bodies, make them see arms and hands, and, you know, make them finish. All right, Kevin Durant. Uh, he finished with 33 points. He finished with seven rebounds and six assists. And he was mentioned in Clay Thompson there uh, a little bit. And, we were talking before the show about Clay Thompson and whether he's a player you worry about or you don't worry about. Uh, and sure enough, tonight, J.D. and Guru, he broke through with a 12-for-20 and 32-point night. You knew it was coming. Yeah, I mean, it was just a matter of which game it was going to be. And, and the thing that I always go back to with Clay Thompson, guys, is he tends to do it on the nights where other players maybe don't have it. And you look at Stephen Curry – Tonight, not the typical Stephen Curry game. 12 points, 3 for 14, 1 of 9 from 3. He was in foul trouble again, which continues to be a problem for him in this series. But on a night where you don't get the typical Stephen Curry, you get more than the typical Clay Thompson with 27 in the first half. And it, it just helped keep everything on schedule and stable for this team. And I just I, I kind of chuckle. Uh, and, and Goo, you had me you had me going a little bit in the pregame because it you know we we start looking for things that you know that maybe aren't what we're used to <laughs> right. seeing 
but the reality is it's only a matter of time, and, and this was the game where Clay Thompson won them the game today because he was, along with Kevin Durant, uh, you know, the best player on the floor for Golden State. Yeah, and, and you look at this team offensively, and it's no wonder, fellas, that they're about to or trying to embark on a three-peat. But I want to ask you, J.D., about Kevin Durant. Once again, in the postgame presser, he said, my number was called, and tonight was the first time that he's had 30 points back-to-back since December 12th. Do you think moving forward, Coach Kerr knows, okay, I just have to reinforce or reiterate to him or call his number, or do you think Kevin Durant has heard the noise and now he's just ultra-aggressive from here on out? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think he's going to have to be ultra-aggressive from here on out. Uh, you know, look, I asked Steve Kerr a couple of days ago uh, at practice or at his media availability at, at the team hotel, I said, was there really anything different going back to game three as far as you know plays that you called? And he said, not really. Uh, you know, maybe a, maybe a play or two here or there, but nothing dramatically different from a normal game uh you know so to me a lot of this is all on durant and his mindset Mm. he came out with the killer mindset in game three i do think they went to him more see to me it was more noticeable today even that they were that they were going to him because curry was struggling and they just felt like they needed him to stabilize the game down the stretch i mean they were also going to him when the clippers were were making their run and he was he was keeping them afloat even at that point, too. So, look, it's a nice luxury to have a guy in your back pocket like Kevin Durant that, that can get anything he wants, whatever he wants. Uh, and, you know, he, he really helped the, the Warriors close out this game. I mean, these are the games, these last two in particular, these are the games where I go, you know what, maybe there was a time where the Warriors could have won this or that without him or could win these games or those games without him. But th- these last two games, playoff games, He's needed to be great for them to win. And, and I think, you know, the, we've, we've reached a point where, you know, as this team has, I don't want to say struggled, but as, as the league has maybe caught up a little bit and it's been more difficult for them to win at the same level that they've been winning at these last few years, you know, Kevin Durant makes all the difference in the world. It's not a luxury anymore. It's a necessity that he's on this team and he's playing well. You know, with regularity if they're going to make this run and complete this three-peat. 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap-up presented by Realtor.com, your home of home search. And, you know, the one thing that I think uh, with DeMarcus Cousins, uh, one of the the silver linings, I guess, of, of his absence is there are more shots now. And they don't really need to accommodate four players on a given game uh, to get their shots. Without Cousins, you don't have to worry about shots out of the center position. And I think that that matters, J.D. and Guru, because um, it it lets you play with more freedom and, and less worrying about what everybody else is getting. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I think it's helped them actually on both ends, really. I mean, I, I don't want to get into, you know, well, DeMarcus Cousins was, was this or that, or he was hurting him defensively. But I, I actually even think on the defensive side, just Bogut's intelligence and his ability to, uh, you know, clog the paint and and move guys around. I mean, I, I think it's been, you know, his screen setting on the offensive end, his passing, uh, just little subtle plays uh, that he'll make uh, 
that you know I think are have have been critical. They just look very comfortable with him on the floor on both ends, and I I think you know him being physically able to play as much uh, as as he has to this point has been has been a real find. It's been a, it's been as Steve Kerr said a, a godsend. The one thing I'm looking at also here, JD, is the uh, the offensive rebounding or the rebounding in general. Warriors win that 49-33. Uh, but most important, the Warriors take 89 shots to the Clippers' 80, and that's always one of the number one things that Steve Kerr um, looks at when he looks at the box score. When the Warriors shoot more than their opponent, chances are, uh, you know, they've, they're going to win the game, and that's what happened tonight. Yeah, and the Warriors also wound up having a, a nice turnover game, too. Only 13 turnovers. Uh, you know the, the Clippers didn't really turn it over either, but that plays into you know getting more shots, and and, and it also is the defense. I mean the Warriors essentially shot uh, you know five percent better from the floor tonight, forty-seven-two to forty-two-five. Uh, so when the Warriors are going to get more shots and make more shots. And when they can stay around, you know, under that 15 turnover number, if, if you're around 12 or 13 for the Warriors, I mean, that's like the, the perfect number, basically, for them in, in terms of, you know, not turning the basketball over. You, you do all those things for Golden State, you're, you're pretty tough to beat. I do give the Clippers credit for hanging in the game. I mean, Shea Gilgis-Alexander was fantastic, uh, but the Warriors have, have made life more difficult on Lou Williams. And Danilo Gallinari's been awful in this series. The Warriors have he made has. him a, a volume, volume score, twenty shots, five for twenty, uh, and he just he hasn't really had it in any game. I know he got going a little bit at the end of game two when everybody did for the Clippers, but uh, when this thing's all wrapped up, and I think it's going to be wrapped up on Wednesday in Oakland, I think you're going to look back and and look at the job that the Warriors did on Gallinari, who coming into this series is their best player. I mean, Gallinari, I know there's been, you know, Lou Williams and Montrose Harrell have been their best players in the series and were the, the, the stars, obviously, of game two when the Clippers won in, in Oakland. But Gallinari's the, their best player all year long, and the Warriors have basically taken him completely out of the game. Yeah, and there's a slogan when the playoffs start, fellas, and it's uh, rotations shorten up. And tonight, no Bell, Jarepko, or Cook. Are you at all shocked? I thought maybe Jarepko could have slid in there, even Cook when uh, Curry got in foul trouble. Is this just one game, or do you think this might be what we're going to see moving forward, or no way to answer that right now? I, I mean, look, Quinn Cook, I mean, wh- where did we set the over-under? Three, three and a half? Yeah, two and I believe a half? so. <laughs> in, in, in terms of when he's going to play his way uh, out of the rotation, he, he earned himself an opportunity to get in there at the start of this series, but as things have gone on, Alfonso McKinney has has been a more uh, useful player, and and he he made some plays tonight. I mean, he had that little floater. He gets a, a steal. He gets a rebound. Two big rebounds. Uh, Offensive you know, rebounds. Yeah, he just he has a knack, you know. And 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 he you know not every game is is he a productive player, but but you know when he just has a knack for coming up with some key rebounds. Or, or knocking down one three, it might be the only one he hits for a game, or, or hitting a, a basket. Uh, Steiny, I know you think he's he's much better around the basket than he is on the perimeter uh, overall, uh, as far as his offensive game goes. But no, he's he's been he's been a factor for this team in a small way 
uh, off the bench. As far as the other guys, I mean, it remains to be seen if Jordan Bell, I mean, if he's going to play at all, you'd think he might play against the Rockets a little bit more since he did last year in that playoff series. But I just don't think there's a trust there for Steve Kerr with Jordan Bell. Uh, and, yeah, I am a little surprised Jarebko hasn't played uh, more in this series. But, again, you can't play everybody, and Steve Kerr has has really trimmed it down the rotation. It's it basically eight and a half, basically eight and a half, nine players to quote uh, Eric Musselman. <laughs> well, the one uh... – the one thing that McKinney does allow you or the, the ability he has is he can help you without scoring. And you look sometimes at the Warriors bench, and I'm talking mostly about Quinn Cook. You know, he can only really help you if he's scoring, if he's putting the ball in the basket. Mm. Uh, so McKinney, you know, he's going to rebound a little bit. Uh, he's going to give you some size. He's probably going to defend a little bit. Uh, so I could see why... Kerr may lean to him a little bit more if it comes down to who he's going to go with in that particular spot. All right, 888-957-9570 is the number. we got one more segment uh, to talk about this one. The Warriors 113, the Clippers 105, Golden State now one victory away from advancing to the second round. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Realtor.com, your home for home search. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Warriors 113, Clippers 105. Golden State takes a 3-1 lead over the Clippers. They can close this thing out on Wednesday at Oracle Arena. And J.D., Game 5 coming up on Wednesday. It's it's so difficult to, to see a scenario in which the Clippers come up here and win, and yet the Warriors... This is the year where if they've lost a game like this, it's been this year. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's almost been more likely that they'd lose a game five or lose a game two than they would lose game three or game four down here, really. I mean, that's the way that this season has played out. They, they You'd feel more confident that they're going to win the two games here or that they'd win a sixth game at L.A. Uh, if they had to play it than, than a game where you're in complete control of the series. This, this is the do-over game. Uh, for the Warriors, although as far as you know, you, you made up for Game Two winning these three, uh, or winning three and four down here, and now you go back and you can close it out. I, I think it's easier to avoid a letdown though when you can see the end of the tunnel and 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 know that a win ends the series. So I think and and a win gets you a day off the next day and a couple of practice days before you likely wind up playing the Rockets. So I think it's a little bit different than a Game Two. Uh, scenario where you basically have one game to play with if you're the Warriors in every single series, and that was the game that they gave up. It's it's often been game three, uh, but this year, for whatever reason, it was, it was game two uh, at Oracle, and then they came down here and got it back. Let's go to Matt in Vallejo. What's up, Matt? How you doing? How you guys doing? Happy Easter. Same to you, man. Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, I've been watching the Clips lately, and, you know, no disrespect to them. They're young. They're scrappy. But, uh, you know, me and my roommates, we were talking about this. I think that this should honestly be a high series for the Warriors, you know. They they should, you know, come down there to L.A. and uh, in Oakland as well, you know, handle business and just get ready for Houston. Uh, you know, that game two, 
you know, I, I thought that was unacceptable. You know, to me, uh, the only team that can really beat the Warriors, it seems like, is themselves. And, uh, you know, they really blew it to, uh, on that one. Uh, this one, you know, the Clippers were fighting pretty hard. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of sitting here, you know, biting my nails, getting ready for Houston. But I think uh, Curry, too, he needs to – I think he needs to step it up. You know, whenever he kind of is quiet on the floor, I feel like the game is a lot closer than, than it should be, you know. Yeah, no doubt about that. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. When Steph Curry's quiet, chances are the game is going to be closer. Uh, that's that's kind of the way that goes. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, my main man, Matt, there, maybe he's the quintessential fan that maybe he's expecting a little too much. I mean. Clippers won a game already. Yeah. <laughs> and they are a professional team last time I checked. So uh, three games to one. They can close this thing out Wednesday. I think if the Warriors close it out Wednesday, I mean, I, I look at this series as a, as a good one for the Warriors. Um uh, I mean, the reality is, yeah, they lost the game, but pretty much they played solid basketball the whole series. But for that uh, letdown in the in the second half, and there Jay, was yeah. JD and uh, Goo. Yeah, there was a stretch tonight in the fourth quarter, JD, to where the Clippers got one bucket, and I thought it was due to the Warriors' defense, suffocating defense. Did you see it that way? Because you know, I'm on social media, and a lot of people saying the Clippers missed some easy buckets, but I didn't feel that way. I felt it was hard for them to create the Clippers a bucket, and uh, you know, I, you got to tip your cap to the Warriors' defense. Yeah, I give the Warriors defense credit. I thought the Warriors really challenged a lot of layups and, and, and plays inside, but I think the Clippers did still miss on a four-on-one, a three-on-one, and a two-on-one, and they missed some layups, I think, at key moments of the game where they really either could have extended a run or maybe gotten on a run and, and kept the game close. By the way, if you guys can hear that siren a little bit in the background, uh, they're lowering the massive Staples Center scoreboard from the ceiling down to about floor level, and apparently that's the alarm that that comes along with it to let everybody know, hey, the scoreboard's being lowered, uh, <laughs> you know, just in case maybe something goes wrong. I don't know. I've never, Lucky I've never you, JD. seen that one before, but yeah, I'm sitting here watching the scoreboard get lowered all the way down to floor level, and uh, that 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 siren goes along with it. Apparently, I guess my question would be, why are they lowering it? Maintenance? I, I mean, dust it I, off I the top. They have to dust well, off the top of it, maybe. They may have to. I mean, I don't. I mean, the Lakers are done. The LA Kings were one of the worst teams in the <laughs> NHL. I mean, this is the last game the Clippers are playing in this building, in all likelihood. So maybe they're uh, surely maybe the they're shutting it. Yeah, maybe they're shutting it down for a little bit. Uh, yeah, to you know, do do a little maintenance on it. All right, let's uh, quick do uh, play the game. It's time for the play of the game. He got it. Now. Here's the play of the game. Curry. Guarded by Williams. Crossover. Pass. His pass deflected. Batted by Draymond. Grabbed by Curry. Up top KD. Above the break three. Three more for Durant. He's got 31. And a timeout for the Clippers. The Warriors lead by 11 with 1.53 to go. All righty. That's your play of the game. And if we're still doing it, call in tomorrow at 10.30. I'm not even sure if we're doing it. Does anybody know? Are we still doing it? I can't remember. Yeah, call in at ten thirty uh, tomorrow morning. Even if you're not, even if we're not playing, you can call in at ten thirty, and uh, I'll talk to you. Five one zero says Curry needs to step it up! Exclamation point! He leads the playoffs in scoring. It is true. Curry's been terrific up until tonight. Amazing. He was shooting fifty eight percent in this series. He was seventeen for twenty nine from three point range. 
Uh, so I think we can we can cut Steph a break. Yeah, relax for uh, his three for four fourteen. Uh, JD, thirty seconds left. Uh, you got anything in terms of Wednesday you want to get off your chest? I'd bet that Stephen Curry bounces back the same way Clay Thompson bounced back after a couple of poor games and the same way Kevin Durant did after everybody wondering what the heck was going on. All righty, that's going to do it for uh, Matt Steinmetz, for Daryl the Guru Johnson, for John Dickinson, Alex Scott, Nash Solomon. The Golden State Warriors win 113-105. They take a 3-1 lead. Game 5 is Wednesday. Warriors World Radio is next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.